hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as and popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug, and I love movies. This is Doug movies. <laughs> Coming to you, you don't have to do that. Coming to you once again from the highball at the Alamo Drafthouse, South Lamar, Bong Joon Ho location in Austin, Texas, but under unusual circumstances. First, South by Southwest got canceled, then shows with audiences got canceled, along with public gatherings in general due to uh, COVID 19. So, as recommended by the CDC, me and my guests are all sitting <laughs> way more than six feet apart. <laughs> <laughs> it's Monday, March 16th, 2020, and there are no name tags to look at or talk about. So let's jump right to the prize bag of which I didn't bring one because there's no audience. Doug plugs. I don't know when I'll be doing a show again. <laughs> that's that's my plugs. Follow at Douglas Movies on Twitter for more info on what's going on with that. We've been having fun. I mean, as much fun as you can have under these circumstances on my Twitter account with uh, me just asking random questions about movies people should be watching uh, during, you know, since they theoretically have a lot of downtime. Uh, dugouts. I want to do dugouts to uh, Keith Ruckus for helping us set this up today, and the uh, the Alamo Draft House, and Cap City Comedy, uh, uh, which where I was supposed to do this show in a couple nights. Uh, that's not happening. And these are, you know, both of these venues I look forward to returning to uh, when this crisis is over. Uh, let's say hello to my guests, my very brave guests. We've got John Erler, Karina Magyar, and C. Robert Cargill. Yay! <laughs> Hi. Just, that just sounds like you're breathing too heavily in this. Yeah. Into somebody's face. Look, it's all we've got, man. Right? I mean, I'm I'm like 20 feet from another human being uh, right now, so you know I got to feel a little something. Yeah, that's you, Cargill talking right there. I, I, I like to, you know, meet everybody individually, starting with uh, our first uh, time guest. Hasn't been on the show before. Happy to have her. It's Karina Magyar. Hi. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for doing this. You're a Austin comedy phenom and regular master pancaker. Yes, I get to be all of those things and more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I, I can't thank you enough for uh, participating in this. No, this is exciting. This is exactly how I pictured my big break into podcasting would look. Right? In an empty theater. <laughs> yes. A big empty bar. Yeah. We're taking lots of pictures today so mm -hmm. that we can show on social media how, how uh, weird this is. <laughs> also joining us, <laughs> it's uh, the master Moto Panakeku yeah. man himself. It's John Erler. Hey. Yay. Ha. How's it going, Doug? Thanks That's for my version me. of ha. Is ha. Uh, hey, buddy. <laughs> hey. Gosh, you're so far away. Right? It's, what do you think this is, like 150 feet? No. 200? We're not, I'm not 150 feet from stardom. 
Oh, you. To quote a movie title. Uh, what's your deal? What's uh, going on with, we were going to interrupt, yeah. we were going to mock, we were going to do a master pancake show as part of South By, and then just on our own when South By died. Yeah. Uh, and um, we were going to do the seventh Leprechaun movie or sixth? I believe it's the eighth. 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 So for eight years on St. Patrick's Day, we've been getting together, the two of us and then other guests, and... Uh, Making fun of Leprechaun movies, and uh, we're not doing it this year. Yeah, it's sad. It's so sad. We've been doing it since, I think, 2013. Why, yeah. are sh- why make a shit movie if no one's going to make fun of it? <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> but also, well, it was weird, because the director of that movie had another movie at South By, and you texted me like, hey, should we have him join in on the, <laughs> on the pancake show? Yeah. And I, I wrote back, every time we've had a filmmaker in one of those things, either a Benson interruption or a master pancake, it just gets, it's sad. It's, it's they, too weird. It's, it lays down. You can't down. be that mean to their movie. And, no. yet, and yet we are, cause that's what we're there for. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the director was going to show up because he was at South by, it was going to be, um, you know, it could have either gone great or terrible. Uh, but we were just betting that it was going to be great. We weren't going to allow him to do any jokes about his own movie. He was just going to set it up for us and do maybe a Q and a afterwards. But, um, couple days ago uh, got word that he fled back to Canada mm-hmm. uh, because he didn't want to be stuck in a foreign country during this crazy time um, Owen who is a mainstay of the leprechaun shows he yeah us- and usually, this show Owen Edgerton yeah he he usually plays the leprechaun in the mid-movie skit <laughs> of course he does because he is of um, diminutive stature and, <laughs> and a ginger he's a ginger he's from Wales uh, he's perfect uh, he he texted. I'm from other. regular parents, humans. <laughs> if there were an audience here, that would have gotten big laughs. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. At it. That's anyway, the thing about audience-free comedies. You just don't know for sure what what would have worked. That's the beauty of it. Owen texted and said uh, he reminded me that he's diabetic, and this is important for those out there who don't know. People with com- uh, compromised immunodeficiency immune systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, they're they're in the same category as elderly people during this COVID nineteen thing. Like they should definitely stay away from other people. Um, so he said very apologetically that he had to decline. And then yesterday, uh, the CDC, you texted me and said they came out with a new regulation that said no groups over fifty. And so that was kind of the final nail in the coffin for not doing the show. Um, yeah, because it was sold out and yeah. or close to it, and uh, it'd be we were weird. it'd be weird to have to call 150 people and say, "Not you." Yeah, we've picked 50. We made a hundred selfies. Fun, yeah, <laughs> no, but as you pointed out, nobody was pulling out. I kept checking the the seats, thinking that well, maybe you know people self withdraw from this, and they did not. People are full of hope and uh, a little bit of silliness because I'm kind of shocked when I go walk by bars uh, here in Austin and just see how many people are just in there each night all crowded together like they just don't. Well, you're supposed to stay home. And in Austin, that is for many of us. Right. Home. That's the thing is I've, you know, I... (laughs) Uh, You're not wrong. <laughs> I've always I've always struggled with because I you know uh, as a comedian I drink a lot and I always struggled with you know am I an alcoholic? But like uh, you know the fact that you can't go to bars is not I'm not like oh shit how am I going to drink you know so that's <laughs> makes me feel better. That's kind good. of. <laughs> 
And see, Robert Cargill Hi. is here. We call him Cargill because yes. that's what the C stands for. <laughs> Cargill, Robert Cargill. That is yeah. the that is the the way it goes. I also thought I was an alcoholic until I found myself at 11 a.m. on a Monday drinking whiskey on this show. So, so you uh, know you. I, definitely I, think not. It, I think there's no question left. I hope my wife doesn't listen to the show, but I think that's the nail in the coffin right there. My wife. My wife. Uh. <laughs> uh, thanks for being here. You're busy. You, you, you know, that's the thing about screenwriters and authors is, you know, you, you self-quarantine quite a bit as a, as a way of life. Yeah, no, it's it's like the the thing is is I'm not expected to go out and talk with people. That sounds beautiful. That's amazing. Uh, I can still do everything that I do for my living, um, but nobody wants to talk to me in person, and that sounds perfect. <laughs> Except that honestly, the today is literally the first real conversations I've had in person for like five days. My wife is out of the country, um, oh, so I literally this is actually me interacting with human beings which is a little it's kind of nice it's uh yeah you seem really into it i dude i am (laughs) look uh it's it's just kind of nice to be able to elbow the new elbow five i'm loving that where everybody's walking up to each other and touching elbows and like that's our new uh high five if they keep pressing this six feet thing i don't know though you're gonna have to do like each just hold up an elbow and pretend that they touch you know, it's it, you do that. The, the I request the highest of fives. You put it in the air. Someone else puts it in the air from six feet away. You're all good. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, like we're high vibing right now. We're across the way, but you know, there we are. Uh, but yeah. Can we get a shot of each of us holding up our hats? <laughs> yeah. Let's let's, uh, that. Yeah. There we go. High fives all this around. The new group hug. <laughs> the new fives. Yeah. But yeah, no. As, yeah. Aside from that, everything else is very, very normal. Um, uh, it's just been, uh, working at home, finishing up this book that I've got. And, uh, this is my social hour for the, uh, for the, uh, six months, I guess. And you've got a couple of, uh, at least a couple of movies, uh, due to come out someday. Yeah, no, I'm working on a, I'm, I'm making at least two movies this year, uh, as you know, heaven forbid, let's see if, uh, mm. uh, if we can get crews on sets, if that's a thing that can happen in the next uh, few months. But yeah, I've got a couple of movies that I'm making this year and I've got a book that'll come out next year, uh, that I'm finishing up right now, uh, called day zero and, uh, things are going real well. Oh, so you, it's about right now, and you're writing it in real time. Yeah, no, no, no. Like I'm gonna go <laughs> home and put in another two, three thousand words today, and uh, uh, and and that'll be that's what all I've been doing since my wife's been gone is is finishing up this book. <laughs> John's laughing over there because you, you say my wife so much. My wife, uh, I look. I'm look. It's day six since she's been gone. We were high school sweethearts. Uh, we very rarely spend any time apart. So the fact that she is not in my general vicinity is a little disturbing to me. And uh, yeah, but you're a writer. Try other words other than wife, so I don't have to say my wife every time. Jessica. <laughs> yeah, perfect. So Jess. Hey Jess. Jess. Hi Jess. Uh, yeah, so, Do you think she'll listen to this in the rainforest? You know what? She might because she's suffering from the same thing I am where, you know, we've just been, we, we, we literally, she works at home and I work at home. So we're, we spent, we're like 20 feet away from each other at any given moment for most days. So it's just kind of weird to not be within 20 feet of that person. So, 
but she's off gallivanting in the rainforest taking pictures of macaws. So she's having yeah. a blast. Well, I hope she's you know stays there long enough that like it's not too dangerous to you know be in a plane coming all the way back. Well, nobody's on the planes. That's the thing. Well, it's, that's that's certainly helping. But you know, if one person's on one end of the plane and another person on the other plane, only two people. Uh, if one of them has it, I, I doubt you could get through a long look, flight. Look, look, I'm tr- I'm trying to not freak <laughs> out about this. So let, like she she left before all this super craziness happened. So. Right. I'm trying. I'm trying to stay sane, Doug. Let me have this. I'm sorry. Please, for the why, love of God, let me. I don't have know this. why I brought that up. I, I'm not also going to bring up that a lot of flights are just being stopped. All right. So wait, I got. I got to ask one thing, Cargo. What, what did you say, Jessica was taking pictures of again? Macaws, Doug. Macaw. There we go. There, there it, is. it is. Yep. <laughs> That, <laughs> that was dumb. That would have bombed if there were an audience. You know what? I, but I'm here for it. I'm fucking yeah. here for it. By the way, I'll be your guys' Ed McMahon tonight. I'll be the guy laughing in the background. Uh, yes, that is an excellent joke. I am the audience. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we all laugh at each other, people get the idea that we're making jokes. We're supposed to be funny. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't hold it in if you find something anybody says here today funny. <laughs> oh, man. Now there's pressure to laugh. Oh, no. <laughs> We can't win. This is unwinnable. My I always wife, go around. Uh, <laughs> that's all I'm going to do Stop now. Saying from, it. from here on out, that's literally, it's going to be like, oh, I'm that guy. Um, let's talk about, you know, people want to watch movies right now. It seems like the number one and two home activities are uh, video games and, and movies. And uh, there's so many of them are so accessible because of all the streaming services and whatnot. So, uh, Karina, what is the uh, last movie you watched under these circumstances? Uh, The last movie I watched was uh, two in the same day. So, uh, Invisible Man, uh, starring the always getting out of trouble by accidentally getting pregnant Elizabeth Moss. And uh, (laughs) then, oh, is that a spoiler? Shit. Well, wait, uh, so let's, I, I want to get all the instances. Mad Men. Mad Men. Uh, Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale. And now, now Invisible this. Man. I and feel also, that, that's a pattern. What about, I never saw Top of the Lake. Did she get pregnant in that? I'm going to go ahead and assume she did and that it somehow <laughs> saved her from death. Um, she managed to get all the way through uh, the, the West Wing without getting pregnant, though. Did she? We don't yeah. know what happened when she got kidnapped, right? So. <laughs> but that was, you know, that it career took a turn and she became the getting pregnant lady. Yeah, she came of age. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah. Plus, so she I, also doesn't, but she doesn't get many sex scenes. She just gets pregnant. That's why it's always such a surprise to her, because she's <laughs> never done a, a real sex scene, and yet pregnancy just keeps coming up for her character. She's she's probably due to give us our next messiah pretty soon at this rate. Um, so I saw that, and I saw a portrait of a lady on fire. Wow. Uh, with my girlfriend, and we did somehow refrain uh, from making out the whole time. But that is a hot movie. It's a hot ass movie, right? It is a hot ass movie. Yeah, you should go see it. The women are on fire. Well, that, that sounds girl is on fire. <laughs> the um, uh, that was what country is it from? Uh, France. Yeah. So yeah, the uh, stupid Academy Awards rules. Like you, you say, best international feature, and then each uh, 
country could only submit one movie. Right. So the, the, they submitted that Les Miserables movie, which is not a, not the uh, Hugo thing. It's right. uh, <laughs> it's really good. Though. It's a modern drama. It's very good. I haven't seen Portrait of a Lady on Fire, so I don't know which is better. But it's still sad that because people say Portrait of a Lady on Fire is a, quite a good movie, and it just kind of got locked out just by not being. The number one exactly French movie. I mean, well, it won best screenplay at Cannes, yeah. and it won something I didn't know existed: the queer Palme d'Or, which I guess is just the regular wow. Palme d'Or, but like limper. I yeah. don't know what that is, but yeah. But uh, but fabulous. Fa- it's very. It's m- many colors. <laughs> that's, that's. It's not a Palme d'Or. It's actually a Palme to all the colors. Oh yeah, I'm definitely go. gonna see that movie. And it sounds like you've been going to the Alamo Draft House. Yeah, I mean, I got this monthly pass, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna. Infect as many people as I can to well, get my money's worth. They're doing that great thing where they're wiping down all the seats with alcohol after the, are. The, the shows. They're also doing that thing where, like, the group of you buys the tickets and then they put an empty seat on either side of your group, which they're I bro find. They're bro seating it. Yeah, they're bro seating it, which is fascinating because I think it's a really good policy as far as distancing and also tacitly acknowledging that you and your friends are fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> might just might as well stick together. I just look at the uh, seating, uh, any theater that has a seating chart and is still open i'll just try to find a movie that nobody's going to and then go sit there by myself so sad so emma period (laughs) emma period yeah isn't that weird that the title why would why i think it's person's name have a period at the end of it does it give away the fact that she has her period in the movie it's a period piece it's a period piece it's a period piece well that's how we know it's she she wasn't played by elizabeth moss that's why she's getting her period (laughs) yeah because she's not pregnant (laughs) yeah John Erler, what's hey. the last movie you watched? Oh, well, um, okay, I'm going to say three different movies, if that's not too many. You know, uh, we save so much time by not having an audience, you might as well. <laughs> I get an extra movie, right? Um, last night I watched Aaron Brockovich. Uh, before that, I watched Ad Astra twice. Mm. I was on a plane to New York, and it was showing on the back of the seat in front of me. Uh, so I watched it on the way up to New York, and then I watched... I watched it on the way back too. What are you like prepping to make fun of it sometime? I'd like to. I really would. It's such a slow movie. It's a strange slow movie that I actually kind of enjoyed. With moon pirates. Yes. <laughs> I I realized after I watched it it's basically like a space version of Apocalypse Now. It's yeah. like a mm-hmm. extreme soldier who gets this special assignment to go into the heart of, you know, deep space and to confront a madman to who is living him. in his own domain. That's right. Mm. Yeah. Um, but it's a weird and slow movie with a lot of flaws to it. There's, I mean, some of it is just dumb. Um, but uh, if you don't like what's going on in, you know, the last five minutes, it changes very drastically the next, the next scene. And then yeah. there's that one weird, inexplicable scene with Natasha Lyonne as like a weird Martian. TSA agent, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Oh. Like she's on screen for maybe 30 seconds and you think, oh, okay, this this is going to be fun. And then she's never shown again. Yeah, that was uh, interesting. Yeah. It's like Christopher Walken in Gigli where he just kind of like wanders into the movie and you're like, oh, where's this going? Yeah. Oh, nowhere. Like this is literally, yeah. we just got this person for one scene. Well, and it's somebody pointed out it's like Alan Cumming in Eyes Wide Shut. It's like he's maybe in the movie for a minute or two and he kind of steals the whole thing doing mm-hmm. this weird flirtation with Tom Cruise at the hotel desk or whatever. It's also like every known British actor that's in uh, uh, 1917. Y- 
Yes. Oh, yeah. They just pop in, and you're like, okay, I'm going to get some Cumberbatch for a while. Oh, oh yeah, there's Ben. That's Ben's here. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's it's super weird. What's uh, the guy who plays Moriarty on uh, on Sherlock? On Sherlock, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he shows up, and you're just like, wow, this character, oh, he's gone. That mm-hmm. I like that, though, because that helped me remember that all of this was taking place in Europe and not America. <laughs> I think Freeman. that's why they did that, yeah. Freeman's his name. Martin? Yeah. No, no, no. No. No, that Martin Freeman is... Oh, well, he's... Uh, that's Hobbit. Frodo. Or not Bil- Bilbo. He's Watson. Yeah, he's Watson. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I'm... I, uh, Andrew Scott, that's his name. Oh, I love that you came up with that. I don't know. I don't have to read tweets about it. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. I got to say. I, oh, yeah. You got I more. I just want to throw in. I watched Emma since you brought it up. I watched Emma very recently. I hear it's great. I loved it. Um, really? Yeah. I, hmm. Oh, you didn't like it, huh? I just, I could not. I don't know why I couldn't get into it because it was, you know, very. It was fun. It it's looked nice. Like when. Um, it's like a Wes Anderson version of Emma or something. But sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. I don't know. I just, I just kept remembering the thinking about. When the Gwyneth Paltrow Emma came out, you know, it's not. I'm not really the audience for Jane Austen yeah. movies, but I I remember really liking that Emma, and I love Clueless. Yeah, you know, so I went into this new Emma thinking, oh, this is going to be, you know, kind of maybe a little bit like the new Little Women, where it's yeah. uh, you kind of from a lens of of knowing how things have changed, <laughs> but I don't know. I just I I, yeah. I found it boring. I might have liked it because I've had to watch the Gwyneth Paltrow Emma like we did it as too many a, times as a master pancake this month. And yeah, I watched it like 12 times or something. And it's fine. It's fine. But the new Emma is much better. Um, and it's funny that you say, Karina, that she has her period in it. Have you seen Emma? I Not the new one. Because there's this weird thing that the director does. She adds a, a twist that's not in the book, I assume, of where... And I hope it's not a spoiler, but she starts getting uh, like during the most romantic part of the movie uh, where she's being proposed to. Basically, uh, she gets a nosebleed out of nowhere. It's just all of a sudden her yeah. nose starts bleeding. And, you know, and and that doesn't happen in the Gwyneth Paltrow version. Like it's just a super sappy, sentimental, romantic scene in the Gwyneth Paltrow 1996 version. But in this new Emma, they have to break the romance. Like, you know, anytime the movie starts to get just a little sentimental, they throw something in there to mess it up. But I've also read that uh, in addition to breaking up the romance, it also, um, it may be a metaphor for her first period. I don't know. I don't know. What, is she that young? I that, thought she was more like 16, 17. I think she's supposed to be, yeah. 42. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a metaphor. I don't she know. She could be a late bloomer. That yeah. makes sense in the Austin verse. Yeah. Anyway, she seems much more like a teenager in the new version, whereas like Gwyneth Paltrow in the 96 version, she seems like a very fully formed person Mm -hmm. who wouldn't do all this stupid stuff, like try to set people up and be a matchmaker. That's what I found odd about the new Emma is it didn't feel like she did much of that. Yeah. Felt like she just sort of sat around acting prissy. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's got her best friend who she's trying to set up. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Uh, Alicia Silverstone sets up a million people in Clueless. Oh, Clueless is great. There's no question. (laughs) Clueless is a fantastic movie. And in order to make the old Emma interesting, we constantly kept having to refer to characters and events from Clueless to to remind people. This is where, you know, it actually was a good movie. Um, But, yeah. Cargill. Aye. You seen any movies at home? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, the the last thing that I've watched uh, was Flash Gordon. 
Uh, uh, because of course I did because hardly a week goes by they don't watch it but uh, Max von Sydow passed last week mm. and uh, he was Ming the Merciless and that movie is like this weird awesome touchstone of mine uh, to my childhood and I watch it frequently it's my happy place movie whenever I have a truly shit day whenever everything just goes wrong I sit down with a glass of whiskey and watch Flash Gordon and, and I feel five years old again and yeah. um, but a drunk five years old, um, and uh, and so I watched that uh, just the other night. Uh, and aside from that, I've literally been you know cranking out on this new book, so I haven't been watching very much. Uh, but Flash Gordon was the last thing I watched. And now you're referring to the older. There's two of Flash Gordons, right? No, there's one like Flash Gordon that you can find in any like there's lots of media that you can find you can find the old 30s uh and 40s cereals cereals. yeah Yeah. uh and then of course you know he was a character in defenders of the earth in the 80s in the the uh cartoon verse that they were like hey we have all of these comic strip characters let's put them together in their version of the avengers uh but yeah the only movie that, that like they've tried to make one um, they, they've tried multiple times to get another Flash Gordon movie off the ground, but it's never happened, and I'm kind of glad it hasn't. Like, as much as I love Flash Gordon, I don't know how you how you go from this weird, bizarre, wonderful, classic movie to doing something, trying to be serious and make a, ma- make a mainstream movie out of it. You're talking about, like, the Queen soundtrack, Flash yeah. Gordon? Yeah, yeah, yeah I swear I thought there... It, but you're right, it was just serials, but I thought there was an older one that they did, and also it's hard not to get confused about Flesh Gordon being Flesh. in there oh, as well. Oh, well, Flesh yeah. Gordon, yes. If you're going to count Flesh Gordon, then yes, there are two Flesh Gordon movies. There's been many tellings of the sort of the same story. But yes. I think Timothy Dalton is great in, in Flesh Gordon. Dude, every bit, like that whole movie just like pops. It is, uh, I love that movie in that it is so lean. It is so much fun. Queen's soundtrack kicks at oh, every yeah. point. There's not a single moment you go, really, Freddie Mercury? Really? <laughs> really? No, Brian May is like, like, there's a moment where Brian May is just playing the wedding theme that we all know uh, from a million fucking weddings and just fucking rips. And it's just great. Um, everything about that movie works. Timothy Dalton's great. Topol is great. Um, they can't uh, remake that movie until the world remakes Brian Blessed. Exactly. Who, he who's going to play movie. Brian Blessed? Nobody. No. Yeah. Voltan. <laughs> Voltan. Brian Blessed owns Voltan, and there's like nobody. Like we just need to, to wait for Nick Frost to gain 20 years on his life and put a little bass in his voice. <laughs> yeah. Drop three octaves off his voice. There man. it is. Yeah. You uh, mentioned I, Topol, the uh, one named actor who, uh, of course, uh, won the Oscar for playing Tevia and Fiddler on the Roof. I did. Uh, but uh, as a kid, it was always so or, you know maybe not a kid maybe teens or later than that but remember Topol toothpaste I do <laughs> that was such a it was like like such a joke between anybody that you know really knew film or who Topol was uh, and uh, I I would still probably make that reference today and no one would know what best I was talking cross about. promotion in history and right? you know what you know what Topol is short for uh-uh think about it it's okay, I still don't. Tooth polish. Whoa. Wait, oh, that's <laughs> Why isn't it two pole? <laughs> oh, man, I was waiting for a joke, and, and no. I just got and information. You just got your brain blown <laughs> so, out the back of your head. So sorry to... Also, so strange is that actor was named after the words tooth polish. <laughs> 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 what should we name him? Somebody's brushing their teeth. Tooth polish. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a family name. You know that that guy. That guy is now running a uh, a school. He is the headmaster of a school in Israel. Um, like he stopped being an actor and is now like just giving back to the community. I think that's fucking awesome. Wasn't he also which James Bond movie was he in? I think <laughs> View to a Kill, maybe. No, no, no. Uh, For your eyes only. That's a good question. The one with Lynn Holly Johnson is the ice skater. And uh, Roger Moore with horrible, horrible Matt, you know, uh, effects shots of him uh, in that scene where he's uh, on the side of a mountain. <laughs> it never looks like he's anywhere but in a studio <laughs> safely harnessed. <laughs> oh, special effects. You don't yeah. always age. Mm-mm. No, but you know what? Every once in a while I watch something and I'll go, it, you know, it looks like a process shot or whatever, but damn, they, they really pulled this off. Uh, you, you know, know what? You know what surprisingly holds up Independence Day. Really, they focused so heavily on the miniatures that it doesn't. You don't have that mid '90s CG that looks terrible. Instead, you've got CG augmenting miniatures, and it looks like legit. I, I projected it the other night to watch it for uh, my podcast, and I was like, "Wow, this is this fucking holds up." Like I expected this to not. And I've avoided it for years. And then rewatching it, I'm like, oh my God, all of this stuff is really fucking working. And hell yes, it's working. And then, you know, it's just a fun movie to begin with. So I love it. Now we have this weird phone ringing in the background instead of an audience. Yeah, I don't know if the listeners will be able to hear it, but it looks right. like John's going to go maybe answer it. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Maybe it's he our, first, uh, I th- I it's our first audience member here. I turn around and he's yeah. gone. Oh, here oh, we go. He's on the. He's taking the call. Hello. Somebody's just calling the highball. Can I get another whiskey? Do we have a whiskey runner? Oh, it's, mm. maybe there's someone in the room that could help with that. I don't know. <laughs> oh no. I mean, it is 11:30 on a Monday, so. Oh, also, there's going to be a brief commercial break coming up, so when that happens, we can also regroup on uh, drinks and stuff. There we go. Yeah. Um, you're Karina? right. What for, for your eyes only? Sorry, if you had any doubt, that has that's the one with Topol. Oh wow! You looked it up. I looked it up. Yeah. No, I thought it was real specific with Lynn Holly Johnson and Topol and yep. side of a mountain. Carol Bouquet, Julian Glover. Yeah. Carol also, Bu- also one of the best theme songs of the era. For your eyes only, it's pretty great. A few years ago, there was an Oscar-nominated short that starred Carol Bouquet as an old lady. You know, because she is an old lady, and uh, <laughs> uh, a lonely, a lonely old lady that watches watches this one trade come in or something over you know several years, and you know it's a sad little short, but um, you know it was one of those times where you watch the whole thing going, why does she look so familiar? And then you know, and then when the credits roll, I was like, God damn it, that was a Bond girl. Oh yeah, nice to see her uh, still acting. Um, Impressions. Does anybody have any impressions they want to do? <laughs> if I anybody did... can do a Brian Blessed right now, that would really hit the spot. <laughs> Flying blind on a rocket cycle. <laughs> that's whoa. Oh, that's not that's bad. as good as it gets. That was like, look, bad. I did my I did my one impression last time I was on. I, I I do Dr. Claw and that's it. Like that's that's the only thing I can do. That's what happens. Some people have a, a, a go to impression and uh, if there was an audience here I'd make you do it again. But uh, since it's only the homeless... I'll get you, Gadget. (laughs) Next time. Next time. That's pretty good. (laughs) My favorite uh, Max von Sydow uh, line in a motion picture is... And you guys can guess the movie. You'll know it right away, I think. 
is when he said, Please, please do it in the. In, in I'm going to try. In, right. in, in, it is an original language. Oh no, I can't do that. This isn't. <laughs> this isn't a quote from the Seventh Seal. <laughs> That's what I was, I was hoping you were going there, where you were just going to break out some. Uh, is it Dutch? What? Yeah. No, I can't do that. I was going to say, if Jesus came back and saw the things that were being done in His name, He would never stop throwing up. Dark Knight Rises. No. <laughs> Crimes and misdemeanors, but close. Exorcist. (laughs) Now that one is the power of Christ compels you. Say that over and over. Your mother sucks cocks in hell. He doesn't say that. I know. That's if Sean Connery starred in The Exorcist. Yeah. I actually, I like in my early career, um, I was helping out a friend. She uh, is a horror movie actress, and I was essentially her body man at conventions. And I ended up at a convention sitting next to at dinner the woman who did the voice for for captain howdy and she just like we were just joking around and in the middle of me just eating dinner she leans over and goes your mother sucks cocks in hell and it was just the weirdest moment because it was the voice but she thought it would be funny just to break into that instantly it's like oh my god (laughs) like this is a bit mercedes mccambridge yeah it's nice. her name. Yeah, and nice. she's awesome fucking woman, but just in the middle of fucking eating your steak and eggs, somebody's like, your mother sucks cocks in hell, and it's the voice. It's a thing. It's a moment you don't forget. Your mother sews socks that smell. <laughs> That's the uh, TV <laughs> version. <laughs> it's a weird movie to watch. That's what happens when you find a man TV. in the Alps. <laughs> That's what happens when you find a man in the Alps. Everybody who's ever watched uh, Lebowski on television knows what I'm talking about. Uh, I think I stole that socks that smell from uh, the Richard Pryor uh, Exorcist parody that was on uh, Saturday Night Live uh, in the 70s, which is a very, uh, I remember that sketch being very funny because, you know, a black priest is a little more scared about what's happening. (laughs) 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 It keeps it more real. Your mother sells socks in hell. Uh, well, uh, it's almost time for us to, for the three of you, to compete for no particular reason other than the joy of victory. This audience is going to get such wonderful prizes. <laughs> uh, this episode existing is a prize, <laughs> and I'd like to ask our listeners to check out these messages. Today's show is brought to you in part by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. You know, one time I really hurt myself in a attempted manscaping down there and... You don't want to hear all the gory details. I'll just tell you that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. Manscaping accidents are finally 
a thing of the past. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke TM technology. Yeah, it's trademarked. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a rapid charging dock powered by USB. If you are listening to me speak right now, you are one of the first people to hear about this life-changing product, and I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code Doug at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off free shipping with the code Doug, manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code Doug. Back to the show. We're back. We're back. (laughs) Don't interrupt me when I'm saying we're back. (laughs) Uh, anyway, we were talking during the break, and uh, mm-hmm. this is weird. But the difference between the late night shows, doing it without an audience, and this without an audience, is that podcast listeners are mostly hearing shows that don't have an audience. So uh, hopefully this won't be too much of a speed bump for people. Well, I mean, I do a podcast every week, and nobody ever laughs, so I'm good. I do well, it too, you and know, nobody you, ever listens. You, you know. <laughs> I was gonna say Cargill, you should get you know guests that like you. Uh, nobody. Then, then there might me. be some laughter. Like literally, the one person who likes me, my wife, uh, is out of the country. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that brings up an interesting point. I love the movie Borat. Like, if I saw it in a theater now, would I have to yell my wife after he says my wife? Or does it not count when it's the original? Here's the scary part: if you watched it in a theater, would people be laughing, or would we be like, oh? This isn't funny anymore. I don't know. Hmm. I, I think he's a pretty funny character still. I watched it two years ago, and it was just as good as the first time. Okay, good. Yeah. And it's, it's, that's the Bruno thing about- might not hold up as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing. Is like Some of his stuff is very hit or miss. Um, like, uh, like the thing is, is there's a movie that he put out years ago that I was like one of the few stands of, Ali G in the house. Because it was just so over the top absurd, but I tried rewatching it recently, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm seeing the movie everyone else saw. Oh, yeah, that's not holding up." Well, that was like the funny thing about the Ali G show is that you know I'd I'd watch it for the Borat scenes more than for Ali G. Yeah, you know, uh, this is the part where I say, "Bert, turn it off. Let the games begin, lady, lady, and gentlemen." <laughs> <laughs> My wife. <laughs> there are no name tags to pick, but we're still gonna play for just for fun. I'm gonna. I'm picking the person who's got Cargill G into house, because uh, that's just. Uh, I'm for them. Are you pretending there's somebody with? <laughs> yes, I am. You just invented a fan. You are a writer. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we could have like. You know, had a couple of people that, you know, come to the show often here in Austin, just 
you know, sat them in a couple of spots far away from us. That might have actually been sadder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like this I can this I can hang with. If there are actual people trying to enjoy this, I'd feel very bad. This must be what a priest feels like during the mass for shut-ins. <laughs> Just like, I have all these communion wafers. What do I do with them? <laughs> do you remember when there was, uh, oh, who was it? Somebody had a talk show. Oh, uh, now, now I'm blanking on his name. But Chevy Chase. No, he had a talk Magic show where, where he had an audience of one. Mm. Oh, yes. Each night, it was on the Comedy Channel. Was that yeah, the, the was Home Green? Uh-uh. No. But they'd have just one guy sitting there. That yeah, would be it was the, the big audience. thing. It's like tonight, the audience of one right. is, and they would introduce the get, the, yeah. the the audience, who would literally, that would all, they, they he'd have a little back and forth, and then they were just laughing in the background he's of the show. He's a comedian, I dare say a friend of mine, because I've worked with him a bunch of times, and uh, he's he was that he was the real cranky guy on the last couple of seasons of Mad Men that worked there and was always really mean to, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I believe, Elizabeth Moss <laughs> to, get back to, <laughs> to get back to her again. Yeah. But anyway, maybe I'll. I'll uh, God, I can't believe his name's not not coming to me. I know. I, I, I was like, oh, you're, he's a friend of yours. You could. Oh no, yeah. we're we're both going to feel. No, bad I could about describe this. him like crazy. I but... used to watch that show, and I'm blanking on it as well. Yeah, he's listening right now, going, "God damn you guys! I could have been a star, but no one could remember my name." There's no way he's listening because I I I kind of feel like he's pissed that I've never asked him to be on Douglas movies. <sighs> kinda, I've been on like four times. I kind of get that vibe off of him. <laughs> Now, is, it, is there a reason why you haven't to, asked him? Now's the time to reach out. Yeah. No, no, I like him a lot. I think, I think well, you really, have to say that, but really, really why haven't you invited him <laughs> on the show? I, I honestly, no. I do not have his phone number, and as it turns out, I also do not know his name. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really holding me back and in inviting him on the show. I can Google it right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 as soon as you say it, I'm going to go, of course. Cranky guy. And you'd be like, oh shit, we follow each other on Twitter. I could have messaged. He was so nice. One time he was headlining and I was opening for him at a casino in Reno and I played in a poker tournament during the day and I did really well in the tournament and I was going to get to the final table and, but it was going to, you know, if I kept playing, I was going to miss the show. And he came by and said hi to me and I go, dude, do you mind if I just don't do my set tonight? Cause I'm, I could win a lot of money here. I ended up winning like over $700, which is more like he's paid for the whole week. And uh, so he was really cool about it. And I still don't, can't think of his name. Is it, oh. is it Jamie Thomas King? Now, how are you deciding, how are you determining to look this up? Because all, all I gave you is Mad Men. I, you also said he was cranky. Yeah, so I looked up guy. cranky guy on Mad Men and it gave me, <laughs> it gave me his character's name is Guy McKendrick. Yeah, that's a different guy. Oh, Hold that's on. too bad. Different cranky guy. He's got a. He's old enough to have his first and last name. He doesn't have any like middle name or anything in his. What's another characteristic of him on Mad Men? Alan Havy. That's it. <laughs> there it is. No, I'm. I've got this. All right. So, so Karina wins the first game. Yay! I googled what, the best. What did you What did you look up? I'm, it's my secret. Did you just look at a whole cast list? I looked up audience of one talk show. Yeah. See, that's where I would have gone, but I didn't think this was a competition, so I lost out on a point already. Yeah. So was that called the Alan Havey show? It was called Late Night with Alan Havey, I think. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, apologies. And now there's a show I haven't thought about in like 20 years that I used to fucking watch. Hmm. It was a good show. He was really funny. No, he's a very funny guy. He's very funny. But then also kind of typecast as the cranky guy. Yeah. Yeah. Later in life. 
But he was really good on Mad Men too, because I really, I really did not like him. He was mean to people. <laughs> not great, Bob. <laughs> literally, literally, like the, the the big resonance of of Mad Men. That's what's going to carry forward is just people going, "Not great, Bob." First, let's play. How's the show going? Not great, Bob. <laughs> characters welcome. I'm going to name the characters from the credits of a motion picture. Mm. And the first one of the three of you, no audience guessing, the first one of the three of you <laughs> uh, get to not have to say that on these shows if we do more of these. I don't know how many venues I'm going to be able to find that are just like, let us all sit very far away from each other and in these troubled times. Cargill's got a house that's very popular. Uh, look, my house is great. I love I, my house. Yeah, he really has lots of people over. It's really a menace. <laughs> Social distancing is a thing that writers, you know, do naturally, so you got to do something. Right. It's but a, you, you're an outgoing time. person. You're not a typical writer. No, no, I'm, this is all, this is all the act. Like this is, but that's all. Any, that's all outgoing is. Outgoing is an act. Yeah, no, but it's something I've talked about, you know, publicly multiple times. Is the core of being a writer is being an introvert who's really good at pretending to be an outrovert, uh, extrovert for like three hours. Uh, outrovert uh, for like three hours. Like you're like, oh, and you're like, oh yeah, Cargill's really outgoing. And then I go home and I just like hide under the covers for like six more hours to recover. I don't like, think. Yeah. I don't think that counts. There's a lot of people who can't do what you do. I think well, a comedian is the same thing, except instead of three hours, it's like 30 minutes. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Doug is like, can we play this game? Yeah. I'll name the characters from the credits of a motion picture. First one of you to guess the correct full title I'm looking for wins the game. This movie has someone called Cassandra in it. Oh. Also someone named Alonzo. Oh. Plato. Whoa. Wayne's World 2? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Mm-mm. <laughs> Wayne's World 1. There's someone in this movie called Victoria. Step up to the streets. Um, Spice World? Cockroach. Karina's levitating out of her seat. She has floated out of her chair. She knows it, but she can't say what it is. Uh, Night After Night with Alan Havy. (laughs) Jesus. Um, And and I should say Cockroach is not uh, the Cosby show, the movie. (laughs) That's the only other cockroach I know of. Yeah. Uh, All right. So are you ready to say the correct answer, Karina? No. I was going to go with Cosby show, the movie. This next one's going to do it. I, I... I don't think we can get past another name. I found all the names that are the most not going to give it away. Mm. McCavity. Oh, Cats. <laughs> Who was first? She was. I didn't say anything. Yeah. Oh. I think Wait, it was John. It was I John. thought it was more than one voice, though. No, John, when John gets I heard, excited. I heard multiple voices. I thought it was John go, cats, cats. Yeah, when John gets excited, he sounds like me. That's, That's right. Cats. I imitate Karina in my most excited moments. It's true. I mean, yeah. look, as the writer of Cats 2, as you can clearly Google and find out, uh, I think that should go to John. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, then it, I would have, if if by some miracle nobody had known it at that point, uh, I also wrote down Bustopher Jones. Mr. Mistopheles. And uh, Skimble Skanks. 
Skimble Shanks. Shanks. Yes. Skimble oh. Shanks. Skimble Shanks, the railway cat. Yeah, but I know you've seen it. Have you guys have you guys seen cats yet? I have not. It's, I am waiting for I will not see it until I'm in a theater with a microphone in my hand. It mm. is a movie film. <laughs> like that is a legitimate fucking movie film. It I'm is gonna mock the hell out of it. The, the thing cats. is it's not as like there's a few moments in that film that are really truly like mock worthy, and then there's other moments where you're like, I get where they thought they were making a movie here. Um, I, I'm terrified of watching a comedy routine on it where, because it feels like there's uh, like Rocky Horror Picture Show esque like five minute moments of just like what do we do here? Like there's this is just a thing that's, that's happening. Perfect for us. Yeah, it's you know it's movies with too much dialogue are hard to uh, you know mock in a in a yeah, theater and true. get laughs because it's just too there's just too much going on at once you know so you need, mm-hmm. you really need action movies and. Uh, just bad movies. Dumb movies. Just poorly paced movies. Doug, do you know who McCavity is played by? Uh, that's uh, Idris Elba. That is correct. Elba. That's you right. get a point. And, and do you know what character from literature McCavity was based on? T.S. Eliot based McCavity on a character from pre-existing literature. Uh, uh, Moriarty from that's, Sherlock Holmes. What the? How did you know that? Because... Uh, you just led me down the path to it. Yeah, the, I, there's a lot of books written before. We were T.S. already Eliot. talking about Moriarty, who was also the Napoleon of <laughs> and it crime. It sounds like McCavity, <laughs> and McCavity is the Napoleon cat of crime. Doug, you're good. You're good. Um, I, you know, if an audience was here, I would not have figured that out because they sap my brain power. Do you hear that, audiences? Yeah, stay away indefinitely. <laughs> you're Doug sapping is- your. <laughs> You're sapping Doug's brain power. I think about I'm thinking about them too much instead mm. of just freeing my mind to coming up with amazing connections like McCavity and Moriarty. Hey Doug, do you know what the best way to fight McCavities are? Oh, <laughs> Topol <laughs> tooth <it>. polish. <laughs> oh, we are uh, coming full circle, baby. Wow, McCavities, <laughs> McCavity. My wife. Kaka. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cats was the answer. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for another audience favorite. How long is it? <sighs> this is a game where I name something and then the three of you have to guess how long it is. Mm. <laughs> three and a half inches, I'm guessing. Yeah, this one won't be in inches. <laughs> Of course, we're all concerned about the great Tom Hanks and uh, Rita Wilson uh, having coronavirus in Australia, and we wish them the best, and they will not hear this. <laughs> Why? Uh, they, I guess my, they might be getting into podcasts while they're, mm. uh, you know, self-isolating. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they have found ways around DRM, you know, down there. I would God be so happy if Tom Hanks listened to my podcast. He would. He didn't even. He wouldn't even need to come on. I just have to know that he listened. He might come on. He is. He is one of the nicest guys in the world. He might be on Doug Loves Movies. I just if you, you know bothered to ask him. Well, how do I ask him? He's not looking at his Twitter account for, you know, interacting you know with people. You don't know. That. Do you know that? You never know who's reading. I'll their... tell you why I know that he doesn't read it, because he ends every one of his tweets with Hanks. You know, just like, leave me alone. That's it. Hanks, out. Over. 
I mean, if you had a meme that you could do like that, wouldn't you do it? Like, if you could just be like, Doug, like, at the end of every tweet, you'd fucking do it. Yeah. I, and if, you like, know, it connected with people, but, like, it's T. Hanks. If I was super into space or war, I bet you I could get his attention somehow. Because yeah. those are, seem to be his... Uh, he, he won't stop making movies about space and war. What? If those you were his Tom favorite Hanks, things. would you ever stop? If like, what? If you were Tom Hanks, would you ever stop? Oh, I'm not telling him to stop making movies. I'm just glad he, he's in Australia making something about Elvis. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that sounds way more interesting than another you know, space movie. Are we sure it's not about Elvis going to space and or war? Um, I, if it is, Elvis did both. I, right. What? What were they called? When did he go to space? Um, he didn't really die. He was launched into space and went yeah. to the moon and is living there now with Bigfoot. Oh, I thought you were talking about a movie. He did. No. Huh. But he, he also did, got no audience, but he but. did serve, right? He did fight. Yeah. 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 Elvis went, went to war in Korea. Yeah. He should be president. <laughs> How long have Tom and Rita been married? 32 years. In years and months and, well, and, and days, if you want to get really into it, right. real, real into the specifics. And it's closest without going over. John gets to go first because he uh, said cats. <laughs> um, I'm going to say... 34 years. Okay. Five months. Two weeks. Three days. Are you doing rent? (laughs) (laughs) Spoken word version of rent. Anthony Rapp is going to come out and join the podcast any moment. I love that scarf that he wears. Who wouldn't? It's a good scarf. It's the best part of the movie. It's Harry Potter. We scarf. kind of already. I think we already know Cargill's guest, but uh, Karina, let's go ahead and get yours. <laughs> Price is right rules. Mm-hmm. Thirty-five years on the button. God Whoa, damn you! I like that. I know that you're going to go thirty-five years. Oh one, honor. Cargill. Oh no, I'm still doing thirty-two. You're sticking with it. Well, I mean, the thing is, they met on volunteers. They were working on volunteers mm. together, and volunteers came out in '85. So that's um, what I was thinking. Uh, you ever watch Price is Right? And uh, it's, it's just crazy when yeah, you do everybody, the, the everyone overbids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's what just happened. That's oh. what happened. If, yeah, yeah. If this was Price is Right, it'd be like. Mum, mum, I was mum, worried mum. that 32 was a little long, but I was giving it a little leeway that maybe a three year courtship would have worked. Dude, you were so close. All right. 31 years, 10 months and 16. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were right there. I was right fucking there. Yeah. Mm. But that's the that's sort of the joke of the game. How long is it? Is and I a, always have to think of something about Tom Hanks. But but can we talk about what a wonderful love story that is? I mean, Tom you Hanks sure and his wife. Uh, um. <laughs> she doesn't have to. She's not in this Elvis movie. She didn't have to get the coronavirus, but she's there with her man. Uh, do you, have you heard the Have you heard the weird rumor about that? Uh-oh. That she is in the movie? No. Well, that she plays yes, Elvis? That, that rumor. <laughs> no, that the weird thing is that the rumor is that maybe one of Bong Joon-ho's um, entourage had it, and so that everybody at the Oscars who was like hanging out at the after party and shaking hands, and that may be where he may have gotten it. That doesn't sound that like That long her. ago? 
Was it that long and ago? Then it yeah. just stayed. It, it like stayed in him for weeks before he had any symptoms. It's got like and a he's the only from one from Korea because that doesn't sound like a weird rumor. That sounds like a it might be. Kind of that's the, that's yeah. why I said weird. Yeah. I don't know. I've literally it's just heard this. So I was like, rumors. that sounds yeah. weird. Nasty. Yeah. But By the way, I do know that it's got like a two week gestation period. Like that's the rumor. Like I don't fucking know. Like nobody really fucking. Do you knows. know what they call Bong Joon Ho's entourage? Topol. <laughs> <laughs> Doug. Um, I they probably just say his name and put an S at the end. No, it's the Bong Tourage. Oh, that's oh, way that's better cute. than mine. I Folks. thought you were gonna say Bong Joon Ho's. Oh. <laughs> that's good too. But Entourage doesn't really Bong. His harem would be called that if that were a thing. <laughs> no, I'm. I just thought it. I, I, I. It seems very like on brand. For like some a big event like that to have been one of those weird things where we're gonna start having people come up with the virus in it like where all these celebrities end up with it and we're like that's that sounds like 2020 right now like that's at this point I don't doubt anything because everything is awful yeah. like it's just it's one of those things where it's like oh yes all of our favorite people they're all sick right now um, like could you could you think of a pair of celebrities more beloved than Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. Yes. That are who? Uh, Betty White and Alan Ludden. <laughs> Good job. You know what? And True. that's like America True. would freak the fuck out. We would freak out. Every time Betty White trends on Twitter, America loses its fucking Betty shit. White should just do a public service announcement uh, that they run 24 7 of her just saying straight to camera. What are you trying to do to me? Yeah. What are you people doing? I feel like there needs doing? to be an Abe Vigoda like site. Remember, uh, is Abe Vigoda alive? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like you would check it God. regularly, and he was still alive. And then one day, it's like no, no. Um, but it was such a weird turn because it was Abe Vigoda. De- his dead jokes were going for forever, forever. Yeah. And then he like, really died. He yeah. was ancient in the seventies when we were watching TV. Yeah, as when kids. he played fish on television, yeah. he was supposed to be like a sixty-year-old man. He was probably thirty-seven. Yeah. <laughs> He's like uh, um, oatmeal. Yes, diabetes. Quaker oats. Quaker oats. <laughs> I got I hope the diabetes. Cocoon. Cocoon. Uh, Wilford Brimley. Yep. Wilford Brimley was forty-two when he made the thing. He was forty-four when he played a senior citizen in Cocoon. Think about that. Forty-four years old. He's playing a fucking senior citizen in Cocoon. Tom Cruise was seventy-five when they made Cocoon. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. He's Did been you? aging backwards, like <laughs> Benjamin Button. <laughs> I hope Alan Ludden is okay. I really do. He's dead. He's long dead. He's dead. Long dead. That, Betty's really, you know, she's not doing that thing where she passes because her husband died. She's hanging in. Yeah. She's um, going to outlive us all. I, you know, I, wouldn't, I honestly f- wouldn't mind it. I love Alicia's over the side just crossing her fingers. just like, please, God, Betty, big, hold on. What if, you, what if you had Tom Hanks and Betty White on the show? Um, I would die of happiness. It would be better than this. It'd be the best thing that ever happened to me. I I've, bet it could happen. I've met him. I've never met her, but she's great. Um, but she doesn't play blue. What do you mean? She's said out loud she doesn't play blue. She's well, but she's that. That's part of her shtick. Is that then she'll say something really dirty? Yeah, but she doesn't play blue. <laughs> Like she's one of those ladies. I'm sorry. I was. A, I guess there was a bit of a comedian in joke. I, I apologize. <laughs> I mean, just the expression "working blue." Nobody says that anymore. No. Sounds like, oh, you were sad when you were doing your <laughs> oh, show. Oh no. 
I know I love seeing her on shows and talk about how she doesn't like working blue. <laughs> right. She and, does say that a lot. And yeah, that's, and, that's the and, joke that's, is because she's that's a saucy the joke lady. Was. I, I'm sorry. I, uh, yeah, yeah. Her character, her character on Mary Tyler Moore is one of the raunchiest characters of the time. Yeah. And oh, for sure. Sue Ann Nivens was a wildcat. She is great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to get a suggestion from Twitter. There we go. From a uh, follower of the Douglas Movies account for the name that we're going to play today in a round of Last Woman Stanton. Oh, yes. Which is now women only because we've done all the big male movie stars and that's boring. (laughs) Uh, So I'm typing, hey, somebody, please suggest a name. (laughs) Oh, I like it a little. 70s music. 40s. Elevator. Oh, Girl from Ipanema is that old? There it is. So we don't have to pay for it, right? That's right. We're out of copyright, I think. I was I was trying to fill time. I'm sorry. Especially on that recording of it. I think we're clear. That one, yeah, that one's absolutely clear. That's not going to be picked up by anybody. No. I am the worst artist. All right, so I'm throwing out the tweet now. There it is. And now it's just a matter of waiting for somebody to respond. That is exactly how Twitter is used. Right? (laughs) You just write something and then just wait for the response. Here it comes. You put it out there and then like three seconds later, something happens. It's it's bizarre. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is a new account, so we don't... Oh, we already have a name. There There it is. And I love this. This is perfect because we we do we should wrap it up soon. This is a, I don't want to do an extra long episode with no audience. Michelle Williams. Ooh. Now of course I like to play along. Uh, John gets to go first because of that cats thing earlier. Can, wait, and, real quick, can we remind me who Michelle Williams is? Oh well, she was in. Uh, so, then, <laughs> uh, hold up. so you'll you'll get it because as it turns out, it's going to go John, then Cargill, then okay. me because I play along, and then aren't there multiple Michelle Williams? There, she is Michelle Williams the fourth, I believe. Yeah, like in movies. So I'm trying to figure out: is it oh, the I white see. one, the black one? It's the one that, that tends to be blonde. Got it. <laughs> I'm tends assuming to a, tends to be a blonde white girl. I don't know how wide. I'm her assuming this is the one gotten. that used to be married to the Joker. Uh, Heath Ledger's ex, yes. Yes. That's a good clue without giving anything away because I believe they didn't work together on screen, but maybe they did. Um, But also, I'm happy to get this over with quickly. Thank you to Takiti, T-A-C-K-I-T-T-I on Twitter. And start us off, John. Name any movie... Or television shows such as no Dawson's TV Creek. shows like that, or uh, Fosse versus Verdon. <laughs> oh, oh, sh- God damn it! <laughs> Fuck. What do you got, John? Um, how about Marilyn Monroe movie? That had a name called Marilyn. No, Next player. No, that wasn't it. Do you want to go to your lifeline? Uh. Just run outside screaming. What has Michelle Williams been in? Um, but you're really that stumped right out of the gate? Oh, uh, maybe. She, I don't watch a lot. Okay. Uh, she's done mostly indie films. The, the one, uh, the one <laughs> with the Affleck brother uh, that was very right. dark. Sad. Tragic. 
A tragic on Hudson. Uh huh. Tra- tra- it was called a. S- Hudson on something s- near a something. S- Hudson near Hudson. No, I I think Bill Murray is in a movie called Hyde Park on Hudson or something. Robin Williams. No. Moscow on the Hudson. Oh yeah. Next player. Okay. No, that's not how Damn it, it works. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I guess I don't watch a lot of Michelle Williams. I'm happy Williams to eliminate movies. you right now. Maryland. You're going to hear all these titles and go, "What was I doing over here?" I, I know I am. I know yeah. I am. Oh. I know. Here Bro- we go. Brokeback Mountain. Boom. Nice job. Cargill. Dude, this is killing me because I, I, I remember half a dozen movies she's in and I can't remember the fucking names of these movies. Right? Like Wendy <laughs> and something. I forget what the name of the dog was. It's Wendy. I like that the pressure is still so on even though we don't have an audience. We don't usually, have an audience. Usually in front of an audience is part of the reason people freeze up on these answers. And I remember that like midpoint something like I forget what the name of that thing was where it was a you know a, a colonial era I'm traveling across America thing I mean I love that you guys are describing Michelle Williams movies because you're describing <laughs> yeah. ones I might not think of and I, I know yeah, what no, you're no, you know about. exactly what movie I'm talking about and I can't remember <laughs> the name of any of these fucking movies oh, I, like, I was just right one. there I'm like oh Dawson's Creek and you're like no TV shows and I'm like fuck I'm not going to make it through one round of this. But um, we've, it's been a pleasure having you. It's been great being and here, but we I think will I've validate your parking. <laughs> I got to tap out on this one. Okay. Like, I cannot think of any of the names. All right, my turn, my turn, my turn. Don't take it. I, I've got so many in my head now, thanks to you guys. Uh, but You're I'm going to go ahead and say, My Week with Marilyn. My Week mm. with Marilyn. <laughs> Karina? All right, this is. This better be all I need because I can really only think of one and I'm still not even sure I'm thinking of the right Michelle Williams and I'm not sure she's in it, but Dick. Damn it. Dick is right. With, is, oh, with Kirsten Dunst. With was, Kiki, yeah. That was my second one. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so that knocked you out? No, I'm going to do that uh, Affleck movie. Okay. As soon as I think of the title, <laughs> that's the like I think of that's the thing is I've got six different movies I can see her in all the movies. She's a wonderful actress. I cannot think of the names of any of these fucking movies. She's so good in that movie too. She's good in all of them. Like she has a scene in that movie. It just ma- I can't watch it without crying. She is great in forgettable movies. <laughs> wow. Wait, that we have one member of the audience and he just laughed, so I, I, I have won some sort of prize. She's great in forgettable movies, should be a category of Golden Globes. You give up, this John? This is correct. You give up, John? Ave, yes, I give up. Avon on Hudson. Mm-mm. All right, so that one you're trying to think of is Manchester by the Sea. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and Karina, do you have anything more than Dick? <laughs> I have a lot less of dick than I used to, but um... <laughs> that's the best joke of the day. <laughs> right there, there it is. Putting a pin in it. So there's a Casey Affleck movie. Was that the Casey Affleck movie? Yeah. Okay. I don't think I do because I s- just this was in my blank spot of pop culture knowledge. This is the early 2000s. This is when I tapped out and decided I was too cool to know anything and I and I went off to Australia and she did not star in any Australian movies and 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 I and I and maybe she did. And is she in any Baz Luhrmann movies? No. Okay, well I'm I fucked. Think um, so. Oh, I just that strangely helped me think of another movie she's in. Uh, I'm going to go with I got nothing. Okay. 
Uh, you just maybe remember that she's in The Greatest Showman. Nice. Massive movie with Hugh Jackman about uh, P.T. Barnum. God wow, she, she was in that? Yeah, she's oh. his wife in it. And, uh, <laughs> his wife? <laughs> was she any toothpaste and commercials? No, okay. she was in uh, the other movie you were thinking of where she's homeless and has a dog is called Wendy and Lucy. There it is. God mm. damn it. She played a uh, fancy fashion model who owned a big cosmetics company in Amy Schumer's I Feel Pretty. She, oh, she was in Venom. She's in Venom. Oh, yeah. Okay. She's, she's in massive oh, movies right under like, our eyes. Like, if there was ever a thing that John should be doing, it's fucking I love Venom. Venom. I love Venom. It's oh such a great God. movie. Yeah. But she's, you know, she's such a good actress. Like, because she, she's quite different all the time. So she's, she's really. Makes it hard to pin her down. That's, that's yeah. the thing is she's one of those actresses that is in so much great stuff, but makes really interesting choices to where you watch the movie and you're like, I'm glad I watched this movie. And then you're like, what was the name of the dog? I forget what the, like, literally, it was her and a dog. Yeah, it's two hours of her going, Lucy! Yeah. Lucy! She loses, for that somebody dog. takes her dog, and she has to try to get her dog back for, like, two hours, and it's heartbreaking, because yeah. you're like, please, God, give Michelle Williams her dog back, for you know, fuck's it's the sake. Same, it's the same thing with Tom Hanks, because I'm like, what's that movie, Turner and, and he just Hooch. Right, Lucy. Hooch! Yeah. Turner and Lucy. <laughs> Turner and Lucy. Turner and Lucy. <laughs> Lucy drools all over his house. Well, we've done it all, and we've said it all. Wait, did I lose? <laughs> I, I don't think anybody. I think won you won. Today. I think I, I won. I think I you won the whole thing just just for the dick thing. I yeah, just, the dick I just want to point great. out that Dick finally won me something. Thank you. Yes, and you get to go. <laughs> oh, you broke the audience member. Yeah, you, like I I had him there. He was I had the joke, and then you crushed it. God I, damn it! You're welcome. So the uh, Twitter person who suggested that did not match the name that I've had in my wallet. Since the beginning of the year, so the prize money will go up at the whenever I get around to doing uh, the next one to uh, eighty dollars and a Doug Benson pin, Aww. and like four of I, my books. I want this to get up to like you know a ridiculous amount of money. We'll see if we get there because you think, want it to be the Powerball. You, you think there's a finite number of famous actresses, but so far nobody's matched the one that is in my pocket. Not that the actress isn't in my pocket, just her name. You've got one name in your pocket mm-hmm. and the other one. We have no audience. <laughs> what do you have to plug, Karina? I have a movie podcast called Thanks Academy where I watch all the best picture winners of all time in random order with random comedians. And uh, we always watch things for the first time because I tend not to watch best picture winners. So it's fresh takes on old movies. Wow, and it worked out perfectly that Brokeback Mountain did not win. Yeah, it really Best did. picture. Yeah. That, that was the year it went to the amazing crash. Yeah, the crash. I, that will never make any sense to me. Crash is reserved for our 90-whatever. When we get to the end, we're doing crash. That's the, the last end. one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, Argu- it's arguably weird that, the worst best picture winner. It's weird that that's the second best cra- na- movie named Crash. Like, no one would well, even... Well, they came out within one year of each other, too. <laughs> no, the Cronenberg one you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, of course. No one, which they're, I think, thinking about remaking. Ooh. Which would be really weird right now. Yeah, it would be really weird It's about right having now. sex with cars. It's, right? there's a or lot. while it's crashing, having well, sex it's, while it's crashing. No, it's in cars. You know, with cars, you're thinking of one of the Transformers movies. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's Michael Bay's thing. Yeah. Get your dick out of that tailpipe. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, you know, uh, that's my favorite uh, Judge Reinhold bit. 
That's a banana in the tailpipe. Yeah, I think you that, <laughs> weren't that, watching that. My movie, wife. Right? Uh, that's why joke is. Uh, thank you for being here, Karina. And, thank you. Oh, and let's for uh, you know people that want to check you out on Twitter. It's yep. C A R I N A Magyar M A G Y A R. That's right. Or you can find anything about me at Karina Magyar, spelled just like that. dot com. Oh, I love it. John Erler, what's going hey. on? Thanks for asking, Doug. Uh, well, <laughs> we, it's nice to see you over there. Hey, uh, I didn't, I didn't notice you until just now. Uh, well, Master Pancake is the group that makes fun of movies uh, that I do, and uh, for the foreseeable future, um, I, we don't even know if there's going to be live shows happening for the next few weeks. Everything's kind of day to day, but. We do have a treat because we canceled the St. Patrick's Day shows of uh, showing of Leprechaun. Uh, I am going to try my best. Uh, I have all the old recordings of our shows since 2013. I'm going to sync them up with the movies, and I'm going to try to broadcast them on St. Patrick's Day in a marathon of Leprechauns. I call it Leprechaun. Uh, on our, <laughs> that sounds awesome. On, on Just our, what you want during a pandemic: <laughs> leprosy in a marathon. Go on grab a, your bong. It's time for the leprathon. It's leprathon 2020. <laughs> Leave a piece behind. So people who uh, normally listen uh, to your show and I plug things normally can't do them. This is something they might be able to do if they go to our Facebook uh, group. The Master Pancake Facebook group is where I'm going to try to broadcast these movies from. I did a test run last night using one of our, uh, we did the Hunger Games a while back and I, you know, like four in the morning, I just did kind of a test to see if it worked. And it worked for about 15 minutes and then I got a block notice shutting it down because Lionsgate or whoever was like, this is uh, copyrighted, you know, protected material. And, uh, and so, but I do know that sometimes uh, they shut it down and sometimes you can upload things that are copyrighted and it just depends. I'm crossing my fingers that nobody gives a shit about the Leprechaun movies enough to have created an algorithm to find <laughs> when people are uploading Leprechaun yeah, movies. Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe like uh, Ice-T might be concerned about people <laughs> yeah. seeing uh, one of those movies. How is right. there not a Leprechaun on Facebook already? How is that not one oh. of the movies? Huh? They, 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 it's Facebook? literally like they put it everywhere. Why is there not a leprechaun on Facebook? What do you mean? I don't even get the question. Like they, that's a plot of the next movie? Like yeah. He, he just logs on to Facebook and annoys his uncle? Yeah. Like okay. Leprechaun 9, Leprechaun on Facebook. Yes. Where else, where else can they go at this point? Like well, they've gone well, they everywhere. Well, they went into space. Well, he hasn't gone to the Old West. He right. hasn't gone that's to... That's right. <laughs> to the jungle? That's true. <laughs> Leprechaun in the jungle. I love that you're like, you're like, oh my God, he hasn't gone to the Old West yet. He, he hasn't totally been in the Caribbean. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has gone to space. He's gone to the hood twice. Yeah. He's gone to Las Vegas. Yes. How about a cruise ship? Um, Facebook timely. is next. <laughs> Leprechaun on Facebook. Cargill, you are the movie writer. Will you write that movie? I, I already wrote it last night. Like, what, did, you what? Know, what do you want more from me? Uh, I don't know. What happens in Leprechaun on Facebook? Well, exactly what you think. He logs onto Facebook and he starts killing people because they're trying to take his gold. How does he kill people on Facebook? That's a really good question, and you need to pay six fifty to watch the movie. I mean, he's at a matinee. He's magical, so you <laughs> could probably do some pretty he just, cool. He jumps out of cool the screen and attacks people while they're surfing Facebook. That could be. How hard is this? This is I, this this movie writes itself, guys. 
I'm telling well, maybe you. Maybe Leprechaun could be on hard times and he you know, needs more gold coins, so he becomes a cam girl. Ooh. <laughs> oh, a cam con. <laughs> a camera con? I don't know. See, there it is. You log on for a cam girl and you get the leprechaun and he jumps out of the screen and murders you in some bizarrely absurd way. Okay, stop. Then, You're turning me on. Sorry. Just, yeah. <laughs> and, then, John, and then uh, John has another show he can do next. Uh, next uh, uh, I know. Well, that's 17. the thing is there's no uh, chances are there won't be a new leprechaun based motion picture between now and next South by. I found one. I found oh, one really? that, that has nothing to do with the original franchise, but <gasps> looks exactly like like a leprechaun movie. It's about an evil leprechaun. Um, Billy Zane is in it. Oh, uh, I'm it's, in. It's, it's, I am fucking in. Yeah. Um, so if we do run out. What's and that we one will, called? It's something like Leprechaun's Revenge or something like oh, that. Okay. And it came out, I think, in like. All right. So we got we got two more years. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll I do. love that Billy Zane has gotten to the point in his life that he's not even in the Leprechaun series. He's in the Leprechaun knockoff series. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Billy. Mm. So, uh, I mean, he was such an asshole on the Titanic. I don't know why anybody talks to him. So uh, uh, Because he was in Demon Knight. That's why. Because Demon Knight fucking rules. Some people like the Phantom, too, right? Yeah. The Phantom was great. Good. It's, it's not evil. good. I never got into that one. It's I don't know why. It's not good. Oh, it's not good. I my my podcasting partner loves that movie, and I kind of adore it for how terrible it is. But I just can't love it the way that he loves it, and so I always make fun of the fact that it's punch evil. And he's like, "No, it's smash evil." And I'm like, "Relax, it, it <laughs> it's not a movie worth standing for." I don't understand. At John Erler on the uh, socials, not at all. It's uh, <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's it's elk mating. That's right. Oh god, that's right. It's why long, do you are you hiding in plain sight? Long, <laughs> I'm gonna gonna confess now. I fuck elks, everybody. Uh, I it's a long story. I used to have a radio show, and I would play elk noises in the background. They're very soothing. They're like whale noises. Um, but it was the sounds of elks rutting, is what they called it. Have oh. you seen that documentary about the, the traditional <laughs> Finland Norwegian type people biting the balls off of reindeer? No. Okay. That sounds right up my alley, though. Well, it's that, really good. Please tell me it's on Netflix because that's. It's on YouTube. Oh, there it is. I'm going to let you try to figure out how to find it. All right. So my Twitter handle is at elkmating. Uh, you can also go to the Master Pancake Twitter at Master Pancake. And if you want to see this leprechaun on <laughs> Tuesday, St. Patrick's Day, I'm going to start. Tomorrow. To, that's tomorrow. I'm going to start around, I don't know, two in the afternoon probably and go until all the movies are done, which will probably be around midnight. So. It, you got to link it on Twitter? Is that I'm gonna, it, No. Oh, so go to, go to our Facebook uh, group, the Master Pancake Facebook fan club, I guess. Okay. And... Um, I don't know if you have to join to watch it. You might have to join. I'm not sure. And then uh, the leprechaun will jump out. But why wouldn't you you at that point? If you're going to spend fucking St. Patrick's Day watching leprechaun movies, Master Pancake, why not join the group? And Doug is on all the uh, all the content. So I had no idea they were being recorded. Yeah. Shit. Is it okay? I guess it is. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I really always because when I do Benson movie interruptions, we don't bother to record it. We just make it just a live thing. You know, you never know when there's going to be a never know when you're going to have a pandemic and you need a million million hope that uh, the studios won't jump in and stop you from stealing their material and making fun of it. Yeah. 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 Cargill. Yes. See Robert Cargill. What's your crazy name on Twitter? Uh, Massaworm, M-A-S-S-A-W-I-R-M. It's literally, it's it's something a bunch of my drunken high roommates came up with 20 years ago and 
the my buddy was the tech nerd of the apartment. I lived in an apartment with eight guys. It was I was one of the eight. There's seven other guys. And my buddy was the tech nerd who set up my first email address and thought it would be funny to set up that. That's what I sent in my first review to Harry Knowles as. And it's literally been my online handle for 20 years since. Mm-hmm. And as a result, um, I always, everything I go to has my name. So I never have to forget uh, uh, what I've signed up as under, I just type in Mass Worm. It's like, oh yeah, that's my account name. There we so go. So where do you bank? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Social? But yeah, Mass Worm. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. And you're going to ask me the other things. Uh, what I have to plug? Uh, if you have TBS, apparently my movie Doctor Strange plays on TBS every five minutes. Uh, which I love because every once in a while I look at my bank account and it's bigger as a result of TBS, so thank you. Um, hey, where's Tilda Swinton from? Uh, she is from Scotland. I thought so. Um, by the way, <laughs> if you get a chance, have her on the fucking show. Oh, I would love to. She I is love... my favorite human. That oh, is my God. My, did, you my ever wife, see the, uh, did you ever see the video of her at the Roger Ebert Film Festival? Uh, she showed up at one, I, I believe it was after he passed, and she uh, got the whole audience to get up and start dancing because everyone was so sad. Dude, it was she the first is, one without Roger Ebert. She is literally the best human that I know that's not my wife. Uh, like, <laughs> it's, uh, like, she, like me and Tilda, we really, I became friends with her, and she is just so fucking great. Um, she is just an amazing human. She, the first thing she does when she walks onto any set is start calling out names of the crew members who she worked with in previous films, and she remembers everyone's name. And she's like calling out the second AD and the camera operator and just walking up and giving them hugs and kisses, and she is just this perfect human. She should not exist. She was given to us by God as a gift and is a wonderful human, so if you ever run into her, ask her to be on the show, she'll probably be like, sure, and then it'll be the best show that you've ever had. Like. Hands down. Sounds like you guys are really close if I have to run into her to make this happen. <laughs> you will oddly run into her in the oddest places. Like, she is just she is just a great human. Now Tilda, t- Tilda? What are you doing here? And she'll just be like, Doug? And you'll be like, we haven't met. And she's like, yes, we have. You just don't remember. <laughs> well, thank you to all three of you for uh, doing this. And thank you to the highball and... Um, oh, also dug out to the, uh, there's a uh, CBD store now next to the highball that gives a 10% discount to people that uh, bring their tickets from Alamo Draft House in there. So I already like that place and can't wait for weed to become legal in Texas because then they seem we'll pretty be set up for days. it right there, right? Can you imagine buying weed right next door to the highball, right it next would, door to it, the Alamo Draft with, House? with the people that run this state, I, it, it boggles the mind that would ever happen. But if it does happen, yeah. It's like, oh, I'm going to take my ticket over to get uh, some edibles. So good. Doug, can you call out all the names of the people behind the scenes here tonight in honor of Tilda Swinton? Please. That's what she would do. She'd be it's able what to, she would do. She would yes. name all two people who are not on the broadcast. There are three. There's three. three. Yeah, count. I, I didn't know if that person was officially here. Or not. Look, I Alicia think... got me multiple whiskeys, so she's definitely here. All right. <laughs> she's not a figment of our imagination. Much love to Alicia because she's keeping me drinking. Yeah, but I already mentioned Keith Ruckus earlier. Thank you, Keith. And Steve. Keith. Steve. 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 Steve did the sound. Steve. 
Steve. Um, Thanks, Steve. Tilda Swinton would be proud. As always, social distancing and positive energy. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold is viewing prowess makes him.